Recording live from the Hoban Law Group here in Denver, Colorado, I'm your host, Eric Singular. We're sitting alongside president and founder of the Hoban Law Group, Bob Hoban. We are joined today by Mariska Dreschler, the director of horticulture for Green Tech, to speak about the uncertain status of cannabis events worldwide. Thank you for being here with us today, Mariska. Yes, have to do that. And I would... uh, I would love to get your perspective on what you're seeing in Amsterdam, how your day-to-day life has been affected uh, here by the coronavirus. How it's been affected tremendously. Well, uh, of course, we we already heard and saw the signs uh, from uh, from what happened in China. As a, and as a international exhibition organizer, we. We're fully aware of what it could mean for uh, for China because we organize shows over there, but also to uh, um, well coming to Europe uh, with the virus coming to Europe. So when last week uh, things went in a rapid pace, uh, much worse, and on Thursday we were uh, well, the, the, there was a press conference of our prime minister and. Directly after that, we were sent home from Rye, from our uh, office. And uh, since then, we are working from home. So now I'm, uh, well, exploring Zoom and Skype and all the other online uh, features to make sure that we uh, keep communicating with the team and with our all our stakeholders. Well, Mariska, as we've talked about, my, my daughter just returned from, from Holland. Uh, she was there on an exchange program, of course, and um, uh, her description is that life is uh, a lot lot calmer in the Netherlands than, uh, than perhaps uh, we've seen here by way of media in the United States, although Denver and Colorado is pretty, uh, pretty laid back, if you will. There's been changes, of course, but uh, there's not a lot of uh, panic in the streets, uh, or so it would seem. Um, looking at those changes and looking at how it affects daily life, is there is there any projection from your government about how long they think this might last? Oh, it's so difficult. Well, actually, there was a press conference uh, just, I think, about one and a half hours ago, and our prime minister was asked as they appointed the new minister of health um, today um, for three months. Well, will it last for three months? Um, this, this whole situation, uh, which was first announced as for, um, well, maximum till the end of, uh, of this month, uh, 31 March. Um, and he, he explicitly said that it was not, well, it will not be for three months. So, um, well, we, but we just don't know. That was also something that he, uh, that he said. It's, uh, it's an, a day by day new situation. And, um, well, it's not getting better at this moment in, uh, in Holland. And we still expect uh, a wor- more worse situation. But, um, yeah, how long it will take? Well, we, we just don't know. But the, the prime minister said um, uh, three months would be, well, not logic. Sure, sure. Well, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about Green Tech. Obviously, we're all familiar with it, but uh, for those that don't know, uh, what, what is Green Tech and, and, and what does it do? 
Of course, I'm very glad to explain that. A green tech is all about crop technology. Actually, all the technologies that you need to produce a crop um, sustainably and in the maximum way possible. So you get high yields and, uh, well, you, you, you make sure that you have not too many costs involved, as, um, to say it like that. So vegetables, uh, flowers, but also medicinal and, and cannabis in uh, overall. Um, how to produce that in the maximum way possible? That's where green tech is. What, is, what green tech is all about? So from greenhouses to all the equipment that you need in a greenhouse, indoor facilities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you had an event scheduled for the week of March 23rd next week in Mexico. Can you tell us about the decision-making process that went into postponing that event until August? Oh, well, of course, it was uh, very uncertain and very, um, yeah, uh, um, well, how to say, a very difficult um, uh, situation. But um, while we we had this, this, uh, coronavirus, of course, also entering Europe, etc. It seemed like in Mexico there was not too much uh, harm at that at that moment. Um, but then suddenly everything rapidly changed, and uh, we discussed it with our partner Tarzan, who is a very professional exhibition organizer in uh, America, in, uh, in in Mexico, and we both decided. To, uh, to reschedule the possible to have enough international visitors coming to the show. Uh, we could not really guarantee the safety, the health safety of, uh, of our exhibitors uh, while traveling to Mexico and at the show. So we said this is the best solution at this moment. We, we don't have another opportunity. And uh, first it was sad, but we, it was really, um, well, the people were really respectful and, uh, and, 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 and really understood uh, why we did that and are fully with us now for, uh, for the show in, uh, in, in August 25 to 27, uh, well, 25 uh, until 27 August. And and uh, in in recent hours, or at least within the last twenty four hours, you've made some decisions about the the Amsterdam Green Tech event. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Oh yeah. Well, the Amsterdam show. Um, first, we thought um, we will be safe, looking at all the uh, predictions that uh, that were given by um, health uh, authorities um, and uh, yeah other professionals. Uh, that this would last until the maximum uh, one June. So it would be uh, a safe possibility, well, a safe era um, uh, beginning of June, while Green Tech Amsterdam uh, was planned for eight, uh, from 8 to 10 June. But um, after the, the last few weeks, and especially the last week, we saw that uh, there were so many countries following and uh, even total lockdowns in, in, in countries that we didn't expect. Um, well, we attract visitors from 115 countries, so um, and half of it, uh, half of our audience is from abroad, so from outside of the Netherlands. And, um, well, 
I can count in one and one is two. And this was a real clear um, thing. We, 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 we could not, uh, we could not, well, I could say it is not possible that we attract all those international citizens in June. It's just not possible. So we had to postpone it and uh, to reschedule it in, uh, to later this year in October. And it's a very sad decision, but it's the best decision that we could make at this moment. And we do have a slot uh, in this year. And I think it's really important, especially when this um, uh, market and, and the whole industry is, uh, is, is, is down and, and has to re, um, restore itself, um, it's important to have uh, an event where that can happen, where we can... Um, share the knowledge and share all our experiences and um, grab the the opportunity and the possibility to um, to to make the the horticulture sector strong again and to see what how, where the strength is and to, to really um, embrace it. How many people attend the event in Amsterdam annually, approximately? Um, about thirty thousand five hundred. Like uh, like that. So it's so, it, it's it's yeah. no easy decision to to move all of those exhibitors, etc. But let let's take it a, a little bit outside of the specific event, and let's talk a little bit about uh, green tech and its perspective on cannabis. It's it recently uh, yeah. created its sort of cannabis pavilion, for maybe lack of a better way to put it. Uh, what what led green tech to incorporate cannabis into its programming? Because uh, Green Tech historically has been, as you point out, one of the larger, if not the largest, horticultural conferences in the world annually. What made it focus or or put a focus on the cannabis industry? Well, there's a uh, thank you for the question. There is a lot of similarities in uh, producing uh, vegetables and flowers and introducing cannabis. So uh, we see that the um, technologies that you use for that and to make sure that the yield is the highest, the, 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 the crop is um, grown in the, in, in the best way possible uh, with the best technologies possible, with the lighting, with, uh, with, uh, the, with the, 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 the uh, nutrition, etc. Um, you see that, um, that at, at the green tech, um, you have all those technologies that uh, that make it um, that that make it, this crop optimization possible. And um, so, for cannabis, it, it it belongs actually. It just belongs to the uh, concept of the green tech. It's one of the crops that needs a lot of attention and a lot of care to make sure that it's the best product. As it's also um, well, it has been put in, uh, in, 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 the, uh, in, in the bodies of, uh, of people, and so you have to um, uh, produce it in the best way possible, and it, it really fits uh, very well to, the, uh, uh, to all the solutions that are at display uh, at, uh, at the Green Tech. Well, so Bob, I'm really happy to uh, to embrace it in, and incorporate it in our in our concept, and uh, that really pays off because we see a lot of um, increase in the um, in the municipal cannabis pavilion at the Green Tech. 
Well, Bob, I know that you were in Amsterdam last summer to speak at Green Tech. I'm wondering if you could tell us what the response you saw uh, during the talk you gave on cannabis. Well, yeah, great question. Uh, well, I'd even go back a little bit further. So uh, we're very proud to have worked with uh, Mariska and her team that's putting together a, a some of the seminar planning, some of the speaker series uh, attached to Green Tech that focused on cannabis. And um, some of the observations that I had, uh, we came in and, and we brought a, a, a variety of professionals from around the world that work in this space, and they were talking about uh, both the both sides of the cannabis industry, the marijuana side and the hemp side, as a commodity, as as a global supply chain, looking at what's happening around the world with the plant, not just the cultivation elements of it, but how do you process the plant? How do you create extracted oils? What do those oils do? How are they used in different parts of the world? How are they regulated? Uh, and my observation, and and we're again very proud to put that on because. Bringing that knowledge to one stage drew a lot of people. I think that uh, that, that, that the event had anticipated that there would be uh, you know dozens of people that would would stay tuned for these these speaking uh, components of the event. But uh, those the, those rooms were, were were overflowing with people, and we got a lot of great feedback and a lot of questions in the sense that they didn't hear cannabis previously being talked about. That was the feedback that I got. They didn't hear it being talked about the way we were presenting it, that we were talking about it as a global commodity, so forth and so on. The thinking was that, well, you, you grow a cannabis plant, a marijuana plant, if you will. Uh, we, you know, Holland, the Netherlands, they're, they're historically prominent players in that, in that field, in that industry. They do it as well as anybody in the world. But when you look at growing one plant and serving it uh, as a flower or simply extracting an oil from it, that was sort of a narrow uh, view of what you do with that plant versus what's happening in the world today with terpenes and different cannabinoids and the fact that hemp, in fact, is being grown uh, you know, to the, th- the tune of thousands of acres uh, or hectares around the world and how those very same components come out of the hemp plant. So there was, there was a, a skewed interpretation of what the cannabis industry is because it comes from the, a perspective that's uh, historic and, and you know unique to the Netherlands and, and that part of Europe. Uh, but looking at that global perspective, looking at how it's much broader, that was something that really, really uh, stuck with me. Uh, and you know we're excited to help plan some of that seminar uh, programming this year to continue to give that broad perspective. Because as Mariska points out, it's about bringing technologies that help cannabis growers maximize their yield, um, maximize their efficiency, uh, and you know obviously that that helps farmers and, and, and horticulturalists with their bottom line. Um, but understanding where they fit in terms of context, this is where this portion of the industry fits in the context of the global cannabis industry. When many folks didn't even understand that there was such a thing, a global cannabis industry. Well, Mariska, I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts and your response to some of that. Uh, something that Bob and I talk about a lot is the different global perceptions and perspectives about what cannabis is. For example, in Europe, it seems that hemp is perceived much more akin to uh, flax, just another agricultural commodity, not really thought of in terms of the cannabinoids that can be extracted from it. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, um, I don't fully understand 
understand the question actually i think it's, uh, the, the, this this is a bit out of my uh, my professionalism i think out of my knowledge actually but could, could you please repeat the the question again yeah how do when you were seeing the response of the crowd uh, at the 2019 green tech in amsterdam when you saw Bob and others speaking about cannabis to that crowd, how did they respond to that topic being introduced? Um, well, what I, what I saw was that um, it, uh, there, there is so much yet unknown in, 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 in this whole field of, um, of, of, of cannabis. And even if you have to talk about uh, medicinal cannabis or cannabis and, and, and hand, etc. So, um, uh, what what really uh, um, what I really had as, as as an experience is that the 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 growers, the people that are really involved in the uh, cannabis industry, were uh, were well surprised and also um, uh, excited about the. Uh, the, the professionalism of the show. So, especially what what uh, Bob was also mentioning about what are the developments, what 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 is happening actually in this world, and then combined with the very specific and maybe I was too specific, but the specific uh, crop optimization that is really happening, that is really the heart of the of the green tech. That combination really made it um, accelerate. So and that was what I saw. People were really, yeah, excited to to see uh, more of their their own professionalism, and uh, combined with the green tech uh, professionalism of of, of crop optimization, that was really like a win-win situation. And I said, I can calculate it's one plus one is two, but in this way, it would be one and one is three. It really has a synergy. No, that, that's that's a that's a great uh, pers- perspective, and and I want to key in on that element of professionalism. I don't think so many people around the world understand that this industry really is professional, and that it's working at at a very very high level. And to bring that perspective is something that we try to do every single day. One of the reasons we have this podcast, but also uh, to spread that message. And, you know, it, it was a uh, it was and it continues to be a pleasure to work with you to sort of bring that professionalism out there, because prior to that, the idea of growing cannabis was always, you know, is it borderline criminal or borderline illegal versus uh, this is something that. Uh, leads to medicine, leads to products around the world, leads to fiber and food and fuel, all these different things that you can do with the cannabis plant. I don't think a lot of people knew that. And if they knew that, they thought that it was amateur at best. Uh, but that professionalism surely, yeah. surely came through. So as we look at uh, green tech uh, uh, going forward in 2020, um, what highlights would you like people to walk away with from green tech about the cannabis industry keying in on that idea of professionalism and you know technical progress well you see there's a lot of interest in um uh, robotization in uh, autonomous technology um in uh, how can we uh, use big data to really uh, grow the plant and 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 digitize our 
cultivation process. Well, that's something that really be, will be on display at, uh, at the Green Tech. Um, what is also a very important thing and, and, and shouldn't be underestimated is, and there we are also with why a physical event, is to really engage with each other and really share knowledge. So what you were emphasizing as well, that we have this, this theater, well, we made it bigger. Um, we can, uh, we can, um, uh, well, more audience can be, uh, can be there. So uh, to listen to all the stories that, that are to be shared on um, yeah, new insights on how to, to grow the plants, but also on how the developments in the world are, that we have to take into account uh, while um, being a grower or being an investor in uh, in cannabis and hemp. So, um, but it's really it's 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 a it's it's a lot that uh, that you can take with you. But I would say um, AI, uh, augmented reality, uh, the autonomous greenhouse, robotization. All the, 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 the technologies to, to really improve your process is one. Um, uh, see and, 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 and get to know your, your peers so you can share knowledge and really make sure that you are on the right way with your, with your business. There's a lot of investment involved, so you want to make sure that you have the best product produced in the best way. Well, at GreenTech, your peers are are to be uh, reached and you can share uh, their knowledge, your knowledge together and make it uh, make the industry better. So that, that's really something. And we focus on innovation um, in, uh, in, the, in the medicinal cannabis um, sector and, and cannabis in total, also recreational. So I would say it's uh, more than worthwhile to, uh, to visit us in, uh, in October. Well, and speaking of innovation, Mariska, we know these events are so important for networking. Are you considering any digital opportunities or virtual options to bring people together in light of these events being postponed? Yes, yes, for sure. So uh, at this moment, it's, um, it's, it's a little bit too, too messy, if I may use that word, to um, really do that already. But we are diving into the possibilities. We know there are a lot of... Um, Digital uh, solutions to um, to do matchmaking with our uh, our audience, with our community. So yes, we dive into that, and I cannot wait to uh, to mold something around the eighth of, uh, of 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 June when we should have the green tech that we can really um, share knowledge, share the innovations that we already know and uh, and already embrace and connect our our audience uh, as a step up to uh, to the physical event in October. We are definitely going to do that. Well, that that's uh, that's exciting uh, on one hand, and the other hand is uh, you talk about augmented reality uh, as a technology. I feel like uh, we we are, are living through some sort of augmented reality right now with uh, with this virus yeah. and, and the global shutdown. But uh, that, that's yeah. not not to make light of it. Just to, to you know, if you if you can't laugh and, and continue to move forward, then uh, then what's the point? But at the end of the day. Uh, we're very excited for for uh, Green Tech uh, later this year, and uh, we sincerely appreciate your time. Um, and my last question before we run out of time here is really looking at 
as you think about alternative ways to create networking, there really is no way to replace uh, face-to-face interaction. There's really no way to, to replace the fact that people need to get together to have these events. So as these events go forward and as we come out of the coronavirus uh, scenario, whether that's weeks or months or, or longer than that, um, what kind of things can event uh, uh organizers and, and people like yourself, what can you do to make sure events are safe uh, going forward? Uh, what kind of measures can be taken place? Or is this something that we're figuring out on the fly in real time? Yeah, well, that's something, of course, that uh, um, organizations um, like UFI, that's, uh, that's the organization where all the event organizers worldwide our uh, member of are of course diving into on how to do that and um, um, I don't have a uh, a clear answer on that right now but um, you can be sure that that measure will be taken because we of course want to safeguard the, the safety the guard to guard the safety of uh, of our visitors and exhibitors so that uh, that will be uh, that will be more than, than, than logic that, that we are going to do that. Um, but people want to, to interact with each other and we, we should, um, yeah, we should really, um, also encourage that. And of course, after, uh, all this, this, this terrible, um, disease is, is, is over. Um, so I'm, I'm sure we will have a good way. Um, to do that and next to that we will also of course uh, like the medicinal cannabis and cannabis is a very disruptive crop for the whole world um, also this virus is very disruptive for the industry and also for the event industry so we, we will also um, develop uh, tools that are digital so more with um, live stream etc and um yeah uh well time will learn but of course we will uh have a close look at it uh, for our october event that uh, that we can guard the safety of our visitors and activities well if we don't take this moment as you say to learn some lessons and do things better then uh then we're we're, we're really not uh, making the best use of our time. So, uh, Mariska, very much appreciate uh, you spending some time with us today. And we will uh, definitely uh, look forward to come and, and seeing you live and in person sometime soon. Um, and, Eric, did you have anything else before we closed it out here this morning? No, we will get to the other side of this, and we will definitely take those learnings with us. Uh, Mariska, we really thank you for being here today and to share your perspective on, on cannabis events. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me, and uh, stay safe and sound. Huh? <laughs> you too, Marissa. Thank you very much. Okay, okay, bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hoban Minutes special series on coronavirus and cannabis. You can head on over to hoban.law for more information on this podcast or the Hoban Law Group. If you have any ideas for subjects that we should be covering or any questions you want to pose to, to Bob or myself, shoot us an email at media at hoban.law and stay tuned for the next episode on this special series, Coronavirus and Cannabis.